Welcome to the Keep the Faith podcast. I am your host, Tori. And with me, I have my guest, Miss Minister Tanya Vale. And before we get into the conversation today, I want to give a shout out to the family, my family, um, the Williams family. Today is one of my cousin's birthday who's celebrating in heaven. He passed away in 2004 uh, to a car accident. And today is his birthday. Um, I'm not sure how old he would have been, but he was 31 when he was killed in a car accident. So I want to salute him and wish him a happy heavenly birthday. So anyway, we're going to go on because I get emotional. He was one of my favorite cousins. So I want to shout out to the Williams family, especially to his daughters. Uh, I want to call out their names because I can't remember all their names. (laughs) I'm a shout out to the, the his, his baby girls that he left behind. But like I said, he was killed in a car accident in 2004. And his name is Carnell. His nickname was Juice, Carnell Juice Williams. Okay. So rest in peace and happy birthday. Amen. But I have Minister Tanya Ville with me today. Hey, how are you? Y'all. I am blessed. I am wonderful. I'm excited. I'm nervous. I'm just <laughs> a little bit of everything going on with me right now. So I'm great. I really am. Great. And let me tell you something. All this week, you know, you have really been in the vein. Amen. All this week. <laughs> this this entire week. And oh, I got a shout out to our church family, yeah, yeah. Strong Tower. We had Amen. an amazing time on Friday night for Ladies Night. Amen. We got a chance to just hang out true yes. sisterhood. Yes. Let your hair down. Yes. Not being churchy, churchy. Just Absolutely. having a, a, a great time. And just free. Yes. You know what I mean? And it definitely it was biblically based and it was you know our hearts come from the intent of wanting to honor God but it was just so wonderful to be able to say you know what I got this question and I need the real you know I need the real I don't need you to preach at me I don't I just need you to come raw with it and so that was really an awesome experience that women was able to share we absolutely have to do that again (laughs) I think think we need to do that once a month at least once two every two months or something like that exactly exactly I know it set the bar so yes, I definitely definitely did. had a wonderful time but before we get into the conversation Ooh. I want you to tell everyone who is Tanya Vale you can tell mercy. us the before you can tell us the before and after or who you are now because you may want to tell us a little touch base of who Tanya Ooh. was before the minister title Ooh, baby <laughs> Haunted, haunted, haunted. That's that's a testimony in itself. But um, it's funny. Um, I was sitting here listening when you said Williams because Williams is actually my maiden name. Really, my maiden name is Tanya Williams. So I need to explore that family right. part that you say right there. That Williams side. I need you know. I need to know who your mama was, your daddy was, you know, your grandma we was. We might be related. Girl. <laughs> <laughs> Wow. But originally, I was born Tanya Williams in Effingham, South Carolina. Okay. Um, both of my parents at this point are deceased. Um, what can I say about myself? I mean, I graduated from South Lawrence High School. Um, I went to Mars College, didn't finish my degree, um, went to Miami. My husband and I actually met at South Lawrence High School. Um, we've been married 23 years now. Woo! We just, woo, Jesus, <laughs> Lord, I'm <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> we've been, <laughs> Mr. Nadrian Vale. We've been married 23 years now. We have 
four wonderful kids, three boys, one girl, um, who are all grown and gone. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> Amen. We are at our home. And so um, they all have their own houses. And now we have seven grandchildren. What? So seven grandchildren. It is like a, all of a sudden they were like, Ma, we not having children. Then all of them just started having them. So I love them so much. So that's where I start off as far as family is concerned. Um, who, I mean, I played basketball when I was in high school. I played softball. Um, if you go on to my kids' life, I was always a PTA president or, you know, involved in their lives very heavily. Um, always been involved in church as well. Um, as I go, as I now am a minister, I realized that church wasn't always in me. Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> you know, being Listen. a part of church all of your life. And I mean, because literally I sung on the choir all my life. And mm-hmm. so now that I'm in a min- as a minister, I truly realize that, you know, all of that teaching and it was good. Seeds were planted. And I remember those Bible study days and those Sunday school days and some of those lessons I'm right. able to come back and, you know, tell other people about. But I truly realized like, oh, you did. You got all that wrong. You did. Right. <laughs> Yes, yes. So now as a minister, I'm truly, and I, again, Strong Tower Christian Ministry, man, has truly opened my eyes to what it means, you know, to live a life of Christ, to live a godly life, to be a woman of God, you know, and put him true first in our lives. So that's where I am today. As far as that is concerned, um, as far as work is concerned, and I'm slipping down a little bit. <laughs> I feel like my um as far as work is concerned, my current title is I am a change manager. I'm a senior change manager at Aerotech. Okay. Um, we are a staffing company, and so I've worked there 23 years. So wow, I celebrate really? 23. My youngest son is 23. I celebrate 23 years at Aerotech, and I've been married 23 years. Wow. So <laughs> yes, and so I think the significance right now of of me being a senior change manager, God has truly blessed me in the area of being able to be with a company that, you know, really recognizes my talents, you know, and my gifts. And so at this point in my life, I got to a point where I was like, you know what, I got to make a change that something is different. I know there's more to life. And it just happened to be that now I'm a change manager, which wow. is, you know, I want to be the change that I want to see in the world. I, 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 you know, go against the status quo. You know, it's like it's not just because things have always been done that way. You can't give me that answer. Right. That That's not the answer for me. Right. You got to tell me why we do it, because I like to simplify stuff. Right. You know, we can't just do things the way we did it because it's always been that way. Right. Now, technology and even the advancement in the world today won't allow us to do that. Right. So I, I supervise about four people, but I work with thousands of people managing the technology changes and, you know, HR changes and different changes that goes on our company. It comes through mom, me and my team. So that's who I am. And you got to, you know, you got to touch bases on the (laughs) t-shirt business. Well, listen, so the T-shirt business, this really is an extension of my daughter. So my daughter, Nasia, she's an entrepreneur in her own right. She owns her own banquet facility. She does hair and different things like that. So she's like, you know, we love to 
I have seven grandchildren. Right. <laughs> we do a lot of stuff. Okay. And so it's like, you know, we do all of these things and we were paying so much money, you know, to get things done. We, she is a product of her mom and myself. We like to do stuff ourselves. Right. So we were noticing that we were paying all this money to do t-shirts and decorating and stuff like that. So we're like, you know what? We can watch a YouTube video and learn how to do it right. ourselves. And so we decided to do that and we invested in, you know, the software and different things and it just took off from there you know yeah. I feel I'm a creative person she's a creative person and so it started off with us doing t-shirts with our family and other people saw mm -hmm. what that was and they were like oh can you do me a t-shirt right. can you do me a t-shirt right and we posted on Facebook and then we just got so many people like can you do this yes. and so you know the rest is history and the experience happened right. and unique uh, veil custom design happened and so any t-shirts need yeah definitely come our way because oh. we'll hook you up with that. God will, let me tell you something. God will create a gift in us that we ain't know we have. Yes, we don't know we have. We don't know we have. Exactly. And typically what I do, uh, of course, I have my podcast on Mondays. And mm -hmm. what I do on Thursdays, usually I shut down social media Thursday, especially Friday mm -hmm. through Sunday. And mm -hmm. I just pray and fast and meditate on yes. what my topics would be. But I yes. want to do something different because, like I said earlier, you have been in the vein all week. Yeah. So I said, you know what? I'm going to let you do the topic. So you decided to talk about, we're going to talk about balancing family, work, mm -hmm. balancing work, family, and ministry. Yes. So yes. I'm going to let you have the mic. <laughs> well, good. I mean, I really wanted to come on here because I feel like, you know, women, men, just a lot is going on with the world. You can get overwhelmed, right? Mm -hmm. yeah. And so, you know, you got your family life, you got things that you got to handle at work. And some people, even with the ministry, they won't go into a ministry or they don't want to work at church and different things like that because they say they don't have time. Right. I've heard that I don't have time. I got kids. I got all of these things that I need to do. And so I, again, being somebody that's always been a part of the church, but the church hasn't been in the part of me. I truly realize now as a minister that God has ordained us from the beginning. He knew who you were going to be. He knew the gifts and talent that he was going to give you. And ultimately all of that is to be used for his glory. So in his own timing, he knew that he was going to make you who you are. He knew that he was going to have that family for you. He knew what occupation, vocation you were going to have. And he knew the assignments that he was going to place in your place in your life. And the thing about it is, you know, and this keep the faith, you know, we are believers. And so we as believers automatically, whenever you come into the belief, you're already assigned as a minister. You know, now there's the fivefold faith, you know, that, you know, you are a part of. But we as believers, we minister in either way. So you might not hold an office in the church, but you are a minister in your own right. And so what I've truly learned is that, you know, I can work and I can be a part of a ministry, but the pulpit doesn't have to be my platform that I share the ministry and the gospel with. My ministry comes with my family first. So how can I balance family? How can I balance work? How can I balance ministry? The answer to that truly is by putting God first in everything that I do. Because even in my family, I had to learn, number one, as a woman, I had to learn who I was, right? God, who am I, right? As a woman, as an individual. Then when I got married, I had to say, okay, God, as a wife, who am I supposed to be? I still got to be a woman, but I got to be a wife too, right. okay? Now I'm a mother. 
mother. I'm still a woman. I got to be a wife and I got to be a mother. I got to wear those hats. So God, I need you to show me how to do all of this because I'm new to this and I'm growing, you know, and then with your work life as well, the center has always been God. And because the center has been God, then my ministry carries through all of those different areas, even at work. People are like, well, I can't do Yes, you can. Because whenever you're talking at work, you're letting your light shine. You know, when the Holy Spirit, when God gave us the Holy Spirit and left us with that Holy Spirit, it's our responsibility to show those fruits of the Spirit, that love, kindness, me. And guess what I'm doing when I'm doing that? I'm ministering right there. So the balance honestly comes, you know, and yes, you may have a specific thing that you need to do at church, but I can tell you staying connected to the Holy Spirit would even give you time management. Mm. Listen, it will give you time management. And I, because I, sometimes I feel like I'm being pulled in so many different directions because, okay, God, I'm going to wake up at five 30 in the morning and I'm going to pray. And then I got to get, you have to get my, you know, self time because I got to work out and, you know, I got to make sure I'm doing things myself, you know, and then when you had kids and husband and different things like that, I understood that it got e- the easier it got for me. And when it got easier for me was when I stayed connected with God. Whenever I disconnected from him, oh, things just started going crazy. And I'm like, OK, I don't got time to do this. And, I, and some of the things God said, I didn't tell you to do. Right. You doing that. I didn't tell you to do that. If you stay in my vein and I let me guide you in what you're supposed to do and what you're not supposed to do, then you will have time to do whatever it is that I have called you to do. Some of them things you're trying to do, you're doing yourself. Right. Right. So I just say as far as balancing the different things that God has given you between balancing family. Now, I definitely believe that family comes first. Your ministry starts with your family because you can't go to church. (laughs) and try to tell people what to do or whatever whenever your home isn't right Right. so yes your family and what you what goes on at home goes first and then you know your your occupation of what you actually do with work and God told us to do everything as unto the Lord Mm -hmm. so whenever we are in the position that God has given us as long as we put him first and do what he's designed and telling us to do then everything else works out well so Wow. Well, let me ask you this. Mm-hmm. When you when you're making that balance of putting, you know, staying connected, that Stay was the, connected. that was the message. <laughs> y'all. If you missed it yesterday, oh, you missed the tree. You got to stay connected. That message was so powerful. What do you do? What do you say to people that may get disconnected and they it's hard for them to you know the right way? And like you said, we get good teaching at Strong's mm-hmm, Power. Mm-hmm, and but mm-hmm. you know the right way, you know the right thing to do, but you're allowing your flesh to take over, and mm-hmm. you're not uh, you're not applying what you've learned. Mm-hmm. What do you say to individuals yes, like that? Yes. Returning your first love, returning your first love. And I know Pastor last week talked about a message. It's never too late. As long as you are breathing and you have breath in your body, it is never too late for you to return. Once you realize and you recognize it, number one, you got to want 
to change it, you know, and hopefully you will have people around you. And maybe that's something that you need to make sure that you're surrounded with people that see you maybe getting off track and can encourage you and drop those seeds to get you back on track. Nobody can make you do anything. You got to realize that. But hopefully if you're able to recognize and you're able to tell people like, hey, I'm a little bit off right now. Pray for me, whatever. You will have people around you that will see that in you and just drop seeds in you to say hey all right i see you you need a break and it's okay for you to take a break but you can't quit right right Mm -hmm. you can't quit and you know that's what we hear in our house you can take a break you can rest but you can't quit so i'm gonna give you a minute (laughs) i'm gonna give you a minute but you know after a week or two i need to see you back in the house i need you to be you know back in the vein so i would just say to you know and then there has to be a level of you have to be able to encourage yourself and what is truly causing you to really feel that way exactly you know because you know if you that lesson talking about being connected, you know, I am the vine and you are the branches and, you know, everything that's in me that, you know, doesn't produce fruit. He said he cut it off. He right. take it away. You're dead wood. You're right. not being effective. And I'm sorry. Now that I have experienced the love of Jesus, the love of Christ, I don't want Jesus to connect, to disconnect from right. me. I'm sorry because he is my everything. He is, I understand true joy, not just happiness, which is a choice, but I understand understand the joy of the Lord is my strength. I don't want to be disconnected and I want to be prosperous in everything that I do. And Jesus said, as long as you stay connected to me, I will give you that. So I don't want Jesus to disconnect from me. So I might take a rest and say, Jesus, I just need a little break, but I'm going to be back. But hopefully again, like I say to those individuals, learn to encourage yourself, learn to take breaks. That's what that self-care is about. Right. Right. And I'm, (laughs) let me be free because I have not, I took my first vacation two years ago to Hawaii out of the whole 23 years that I had been working. I took my first real vacation two years ago, two years ago, took two weeks and went to Hawaii. Wow. What was the first real vacation? And I was at a point in my life where I had gotten tired and I said, you know what? Something has to change. It's just life can, this cannot be it. This cannot be the only thing to life. And so again, actually in 2017, I joined Strong Tower and began to really get some messages. And that was one of the things that I told prophetess when I came to the church, I want more. I was like, I want more. And she said, you want more. And I began to really, like you said, I began to really listen to the word and not just listen and learn the word, but apply the principles in my life. And once I began to do that, God truly began to show me who I was in him. And part of me being who I was in him was you need to take care of yourself. You don't love yourself and you don't take care of yourself. Nobody else is going to do that for you. So the Bible tells us to not be weary in well doing so okay yes i want to make sure not only am i doing good work but i want to do god work but as i do god work i am a part of god's work so i'm his masterpiece this is his temple and i got to take care of that so if i'm broken down what you know i'm no good to anybody else so if you are getting tired or you're getting disconnected or whatever the case may be take a break it's all right. It's okay to rest, but don't stay there. Come back and get in the assignment that God has called you to do. 
Wow. And when you talk about balancing family with ministry and work, okay, what are you doing in situations like you being a minister and you have your kids? And I was told, of course, my son is still in the house with me. He's Mm -hmm. only 15. He'll be 16 in October. But I was told that when you have, even though your children are out of the house, that you worry more (laughs) when they are adults. I heard that you worry more, you pray more when they become adults. And I'm thinking that's different. But what do you do like by you being a minister? Like say, you know, you you train up a child as they should, you know, how they should go. But what do you do like if you're a minister and you have kids that you tell them the right way? But of course, they're going to do their own thing. How do you know? This is my thing. How do you know like... Because, you know, sometimes you have to know when to let go and be patient. And sometimes you just have to take your hands off the situation. How, right. how do you balance that? Especially yes. when it comes to your children and, you know, by you being a minister, how do you, you know, how do you balance? Because you can tell them one day and they can go, you can tell them to go right and they go left. How do you balance that for those? Because I'm asking this question because I have someone that's going through that now mm-hmm. and they're, they're having a hard time balancing. So mm-hmm. I'm asking that question for them. Yes, yes. The Bible verse that comes to mind when I was a child, I spoke as a child, you know, um, as a child and different things like that. And so, you know, I will say for me, um, coming into the knowledge of Christ that I am at this point, I I was a person that dealt with the controlling spirit, right? And mm-hmm. I was a person that dealt with perfection, right? Mm-hmm. I held my kids, I held myself, and I held my kids to a very high standard. Mm-hmm. Um, and what I had to learn whenever I came into the knowing of my of knowing who Christ really is to me, I had to let go of the control that I was trying to have over them, even in my own house, um, because it became it became a burden on me honestly because I you know my kids it was my kids now are grown 21 and older and I um and they know this if they're online and I've told them this their lives didn't line up the way I want it to be but God had to deal with me in that control to say you got to understand that they are my children I understand that I gifted you and I granted you the ability to be their mother but the foundation has been laid they profess Christ as their savior they know Jesus Christ as their lord lord and savior they belong to me And so, you know, that the foundation has been laid and you have done the best that you could do as a parent. And I'm a point I I need to say that because sometimes we as parents, we get a guilt trip because we whatever standard of parent, we see other people doing different things. And we think that, oh, my God, what was me? I wasn't the best parent. I was the best parent that I knew how to be with the lessons that had give, that God had given me at that time. And I had to release myself of that because some people try to hold on to the control of their kids because they feel guilty about something that they did or did not do when they were a child. But because I didn't give it to you then, now I'm trying to give it to you now. No, some, you got to let go of that control. And then once God has them in your hand, you got to be able to say, God, they are your children. They belong to you. So I release the control and I release them over to you. I'm still their parent. Whenever they come to me, I'm still going to say, but I need to be led by the Holy Ghost in what it is that he has me to say to them, not to control their lives, but try to continue to plant the seeds plant the seeds and allow God to water it, especially whenever they know Christ. You be who God calls you to be, but don't try to control their life. God only wants you to control you. You can't control nobody else. You can guide them. You can mentor them. You know, they respect you. 
hopefully they respect you as their parent. And so you guide and you protect them as their parent. And you do that, you know, and you do that unto the Lord, but you can no longer control their life. So what, what you just asked of, you know, what do you do? You pray for them. You, you right. listen now that they're out of my house. And yeah, when my son went to the army, it was, I won't say that it was more. I'll just say it was a different level because yeah. I couldn't see him. I couldn't touch him. I couldn't tell that sergeant, you better not try my child like that. Right. Like, you know, because when my kids grew up, I was like, you do not talk back to an adult. You come tell me I'll handle that. I can't go tell that sergeant in the army. You, you go tell your mama. No, I can't, you know. And my daughter as being an entrepreneur and working with different businesses. She'll be like, mom, this person tried me, different things like that. And, you know, sometimes I want to be like, all right, I can pick up that phone and I can. And I, I had to realize, no, they're grown. Mm -hmm. Now it's your responsibility to counsel them and guide them. And, you know, even my daughter and I had this conversation. I said, right now I'm coming from a mother's perspective. But you understand that I'm a business person, too. So as a businesswoman, handle your business. I, and I literally have to put those hats on like I'm your mama. But I can be your business manager, <laughs> right? you know, and so I constantly I have to like, OK, from a mother's perspective, from a minister's perspective. But ultimately, when you are a minister, everything is based off of the word of God. So whatever I'm telling you, whether I'm a mother, whether I'm a business person, whether I'm a minister, the basis is going to be God. OK. That sounds good. Now, I told you before we went on, on live and I want to go to the comments, but <laughs> Brian, I need some assistance. My, the mouse, I can't, it's not allowing me to get to the comments. Okay, hold on. Because I can't, find, I want to look at some of the comments because I, okay. How oh, my children are online. <laughs> hey! Hey! I saw Nehemiah, I saw Antoine. Hey, y'all! Tell them I'm telling the truth, y'all. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, and I'm going through the comments. Let's see. <laughs> Hey, Tim. <laughs> and how do you pronounce yours? That's Antoine. Antoine. Hey, yes. Antoine. He's a hey, mommy. I like the support. And he's a general manager at uh, McDonald's in Charlotte. Charlotte. Hey, Charlene. <laughs> general manager, you say in Charlotte? Yes, in Charlotte. Yes. And then Charlene says, I love that a minister in our own right, yes. we have different platforms. Yes. Your, your platform is the world. When you're a minister, your platform is the Your life is your platform. Right. You do not have to have a stage where you minister the word of God. You minister it in your house. You minister it on your job. The Holy Spirit goes, you, I mean, it's so remarkable to me. And um, maybe some of my soul sisters are on here. We have a um, running group, soul sisters. Uh -huh. And so we get out there and we we talk and we laugh. We run together. We ride bikes together. And we just be sharing the word of God and encouraging. Mm -hmm. That's your ministry. That right. That's your platform right there. You know, and we just love on each other. And that not that what ministry is all about? And sometimes we get in conversations about God. Like, they'll be like, you know, well, where is this found in the Bible? Tell me this. And we just have conversations like Ooh, that. I'm glad you you said don't that. have to have Ooh. a pulpit in order to preach the word of God. The word of God is in you. You share. That. We're gonna come back to that when you said where do you find that? I'm gonna ask you a question. Oh, Lord. Where, you, where you find now, look <laughs> Listen, Listen. I'm gonna ask you a question. Yes, I'm gonna ask you. When you said uh, where do we find that, I'm gonna ask you a question. I don't know. But let me go back to the comments. Kimberly says, Hey ladies, Kimberly Jeanette. Hey, Kim. Hey, Tina says, Woo <laughs> 
Miss, is that Miss Nas? That is Nasia. Hey. That is Miss Nasia in the flesh. <laughs> and Duchess, Duchess, awesome. Uh, Antoinette, hey, day. <laughs> What's up, girl? And Ashley, that is my daughter in love. Hey, daughter in love. And that's, and you better. <laughs> I can hear her saying that. <laughs> and Tina said, This is good. Hey, and Miss Nye, she's definitely being real. She's an awesome mom, minister, lawyer. If you're right, don't call her if you're wrong. <laughs> now, I know that's right. <laughs> And Miss Mary, hey Mary, Mary is my, (laughs) you know, like I was telling you, you have to have those people in your corner. So Mm -hmm. Mary and I, we call each other. We have our board of directors, Uh right? And really, you know, it's our personal life. You Mm -hmm. have to have your board of directors on your life that tell you when you're right and tell you when you're wrong. So Mary and I, we're on each other board of directors. So she works with me. So beyond (laughs) stupid, listen, that's one you might need to get on your show right there. Okay. <laughs> we gonna talk about that after. Hey, Miss Tony, she said, "Yes, yeah, sharing hey, the word." Yes, yes. <laughs> Ashley, again, yes, you laughing. And Kimberly, we're about to get a good word today. Come oh, on, Kim, Kim <laughs> what you talking about? <laughs> Nehemiah, Nehemiah Bell. That's my son. <laughs> oh, I love that name. That's a beautiful name. Yes. yes. And oh yeah, CEO. <laughs> That's right, Mary. <laughs> <laughs> okay, now what you said earlier when you said show me in the Bible. Okay, we had a a a person i don't i'm not sure if they're watching this evening but Mm -hmm. last week they were talking about i'm not caught up on you know how some people get caught up on zodiac signs Mm -hmm. and last week we had someone that was watching and they said that the zodiac sign was a connection to god and i'm like you got to show me that in the bible where is that in the bible it i I don't want to misquote but they said it was something connected to god and i don't i I was like, huh? That it is or yeah, it that is it, that not? It is, that it is. A what zodiac what? sign is a connection yeah, what? to God. Yeah. We're going to have to go to pastor and prophet. Is it because I have always been taught that it's not. It actually is it's, an idol. It, it's actually another God. So the connect, it ain't the right connection. It ain't a good connection. It's, it's not it, a godly connection. Because I, to me. I look at it as a form of witchcraft. Exactly. And that's what we are told that it are, it is not that it's okay. of God. Zodiac yeah. signs. No, yeah. it's not of God. It's idol. And yeah. no, I don't believe. Yeah. We'll go to pastor <laughs> prophet on that, but Zodiac signs is not of God. No, it's not. No, no, no. And, 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 <laughs> that's and, right. <laughs> that the connection is not to God. Exactly. Right. It's connection to something else. Yeah. But the witchcraft and the warlocks yeah. and all of that, but no man. Because I asked them last week, I said, Could you sh- where is that in the Bible? Right. Like, I was like, mm, I don't think that's because I now I will admit now younger, you yes. know. Now sometimes I'll still say, Yeah, I'm a you know, cause I'm a Virgo, but I'll say that. Mm-hmm. But I don't worship it. Mm-hmm. I'm not like I used to be. Like I used to constantly look at horoscopes and all. That. I'm like, mm. now I will say sometimes it just seems like they just be hitting me on point. But <laughs> but I look, know but it's not listen, of God. Let me let me ask you this though: Is it on point? You know the devil plays with you with your mm. likes and your wants. Right. And so is it really hitting on point because it's hitting on point or is Uh, that because what you desire? Because the enemy wants to play with your desires. And yes, he's going to present you your desires. Okay. 
<laughs> All I'm going to just say is, ouch. Yes. So it's playing on your desires and it's saying, you know what, I'm going to give you this and I'm going to keep feeding you that. And you know what? Your mind plays. You yeah. know, your, your mind can take you. What? That's why we have to feed off the word of God and let the Holy Spirit really guide us. Because yeah. when the enemy plays with those desires and put it right in front of mm-hmm. you, then, yeah, you're going to try to grab onto that. And yeah. God is saying, no, yeah. you know, that. Yeah. And, and the one thing that I do love is, again, that fivefold ministry. He does give us prophecy. And he give mm-hmm. us his word. Right. So if I can't find it in the word and, you know, and I can pray and God can reveal it to me, God speak to me. Then how is he speaking it to this Zodiac that I don't even know who? No, I don't. That ain't of God. I'm sorry. That sound like witchcraft to me and I want a part of. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay. And okay. <laughs> now, Antoinette says, now I feel zodiacs may have something to do with your moods, but I would have to explain. You know, Antoinette, you might have to come on the show too. Yes. Yeah. But I have to do something with you. If I read it, of course, they're going to put me in a place. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, but, it, but, but there's been also, there's been so many, when you look at psychology books and different things like that, there's been so many studies of, you know, different types of people. They mm-hmm. put people in box. So they, they look at, you know, different people and how they act and how they respond to different people and they put them on boxes and there are likeness there are mm-hmm. people that act alike in certain situations but mm-hmm. I'm sorry God is bigger than that and you mm-hmm. can't tell me that God is going to put me in a box right. a, you know I, I just believe that God is not going to put me when he say that you are more than a conqueror he's not going to put me in a box right. if I got a problem or I got a situation I can go to God and let the allow the Holy Spirit to truly talk to me and tell me what to do and where to go and how and I I'm telling you, you will get to a level, especially when you're in the ministry, when you pray and you ask God, you know, God, what do I need to do in this situation and where do I need to go? He will give you those visions and dreams and different things that you're trying to get Mm -hmm. out that book and maybe totally different than what it's saying there versus what he truly wants you to, uh, you know, where he wants to go in your life. So stay connected to God. I'm sorry. Them Zodiacs, I don't know who (laughs) wrote them. Y'all wrote them like, you know, for everybody. I want God to speak to me. Right. I don't want you to put me in a box. All right. You know, along. Right. With everybody else. Yeah, I like I said, I used to get caught up, but I don't I don't fool with it now. Mm-hmm. But that, like I said, that what, what brought it back to the forefront for me was when we were on last week in the conversation, how the conversation they started talking about. I was like, mm, I don't mm-hmm. know about that. You gotta show me yeah. that. And I'm I'm gonna find out the question. Yeah. Yes, and I, I will be you on your show yeah. next week and I'm gonna make <laughs> like, like, wait a minute. Yeah. No, that's not that's not a connection. Yes. Let me see what answer that. Oh, answer that left. Oh, you laughing because I said come on the show I, you know the door is open i'm just saying amen okay so one of the questions like i was telling you that we touched on this friday okay. and like i said y'all 3lc miss tina and deborah you guys did a phenomenal job and we had we were asking questions and of course everyone gave their opinion of course we had the minister's perspective from mm-hmm. you and prophetess so we actually touched this on this on this um friday but i had someone send me a question like tori could you cover this on your show and the question was, I think we took, we, I've t- talked about relationships before, mm-hmm. but I didn't touch on specific things. Mm-hmm. And this is a question that we were asked, someone asked this question on Friday. Okay. And that was being in a relationship or pursuing something mm-hmm. with someone that you're not equally yoked. Mm-hmm. Like say you are a Christian and they are not. Mm-hmm. And, the, and they also went there. The second part of their question was, say you are, uh, I want to say, your religious backgrounds are different. Like say 
you're a Christian and they're Muslim. Mm-hmm. And I didn't know how to answer that. So, you know mm-hmm. what? I got a minister coming on. Maybe mm-hmm. they can elaborate. You know, and I guess all of that is tying into whether, you know, you're being equally yoked. And they were talking about how they have in different religions and that's not going to work. I said, well, I don't, mm-hmm. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Like, say, okay, say if you, like, say my religion is Christian and they're Muslim. I don't believe... I mean, I'm not going to not what mm-hmm. people believe, mm-hmm. but I just can't see myself dating someone who's not, I don't want people to get upset, but mm-hmm. I just can't mm-hmm. see myself dating mm-hmm. a Muslim or, you know, some of their beliefs. I don't know. But anyway, I'm going <laughs> to you come from, from a biblical perspective because I can't quote scriptures like mm-hmm. that. You know, the scriptures mm-hmm. way better than I do. So, well, no, again, <laughs> when the Bible tells us not to be, un- not to be unequally yoked. And mm-hmm. so I think the question that was asked the other night, it was, you know, would you, uh, would you date, date. someone that's yeah. unsaved? Yeah. Right. Yeah. And so, you know, I, I begin to think about that question a little more when I was studying Saturday and do, the all, the other question that was asked was, you know, do I believe that I'm saved, right? Mm-hmm. And so, number one, what's your definition of being saved, right? Do we truly know what that is? Because the Bible tells us if you confess with your mouth and believe in your heart that Jesus Christ was risen from the dead, you are saved, right? Mm-hmm. And so, the first thing that I would want to ask that person is, is it the fact that this person is not saved, that they're not Christian, or they're not practicing the Christian belief, to that first question, mm-hmm. right? Because I think I missed I misspoke whenever I talked about me and my husband because I said that my husband wasn't saved and that wasn't true because my husband did believe in Christ. So I misspoke. He was not practicing like that, not bearing fruit. Yeah. <laughs> that, that he was not practicing and you know being fruitful as for what you know God has told him. So you know the first part of that question again. So when you say you know I am a Christian and this other person is not a christian make sure you check that Mm -hmm. because is that a true statement does this person believe what is your definition of being saved now if they aren't practicing it you know again i can go a different route with this question because now if you tell me that they say yes i believe in christ then that changes the game if they aren't practicing the seeds are there and the seeds have been planted so they believe in christ and so is it is God truly are you praying about it number one have you prayed about it and has God said that this is the one that you know you should be assigned to or this is the person whatever I think sometimes we place people in the wrong positions Mm. we don't go to God and God is telling you yeah I want you to be friends with this person and I might even want you to have a you know relationship with this person but it's not the sexual relationship that you're trying to have or it's not even the level of relationship that you're trying to have i just got an assignment for you in this person's life but you're trying to sleep with them Mm, right are you trying to go in a different place with them Mm -hmm. so that's why it's important when you say you're a christian it's important for you to connect and allow the holy spirit to truly truly guide you with whoever god brings you in contact with and that's outside of the religion as well it's your responsibility to let your holy spirit shine it's still your responsibility to plant the seeds that god has for you and you don't know you could convert somebody's life and they could become a christian 
And I'm not saying even dating. I'm saying put the person in the right position in your life. Mm -hmm. And then it may progress. It may not. You may choose to say, no, I'm not dating this person. I'm not making a commitment to this person. But you know what? I might be friends with this person. You know, they're going to stay in the friends category. Again, the whole point of this is, is your flesh weak where now you're going to take it to another level that God didn't want you to get into. Now you slept with them. Now they done implored some spirits in you. Now there's familiar spirits. Now you can't get rid of. Now you say, I shouldn't date you in the beginning. When God said, I ain't told you to sleep with them. I told you to just have a conversation with them. <laughs> Listen, here again, I'm going to say ouch because I've done that. <laughs> I have done that. <laughs> Let me... I'm just saying. <laughs> I've done that. Lord have mercy, Jesus. So, and the second part of the question was if they, if you're one religion and they're not like if you're it's still, it's still considered equally still unequally. The same, it's unequally yoked. When you are a Christian, the Bible tells you not to be unequally yoked. So when you're a Christian, you know, mm-hmm. you, you know, and so you know the Bible, you know the answer to that. And so I would say once you know better, you do better mm-hmm. again. If God, if God has placed this person in your life, again, place them in the right position. It may not be saying that God wants you to date them. You may be conversating or whatever. So for me, you know, at this point, and, and I heard, you know, the conversation and different things like that. When you become a Christian, you know better. So unequally yoked means unequally yoked. Okay. Let me see what Duchess says. This is a long comment. It says, God lists astrologers as those who will share a part in being burned to stubble in Isaiah 47. God forbade the Israelites to worship the host of heaven in Deuteronomy 4. And astrology is forbidden by God in Deuteronomy 18. I'm a Libra, but I only worship the Almighty. I know Amen. that's right. Amen. Oh, you broke Amen. it down. Amen. That's my classmate. They broke it down. Amen. Amen. Constance is watching that I will answer no. No. <laughs> Kimberly is a preacher and she said, tell it. And Constance says, um, if they are Muslim and you are a Christian, in a marriage, someone will either be converted, converted or, or there will be, be a divorce. Mm-hmm. I agree. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And Kyle Duchess said, I'm still a student of learning. Yes. Amen. We, we all are. Yeah. We never stop learning. Amen. Now, this was another question that was posed to me over the weekend. I guess I'm going to ask you mm-hmm. because I don't know the scriptures, quote scriptures like that. But they mm-hmm. also were talking about the soul ties because mm-hmm. soul ties can be formed not only sexually, but you can have soul ties with somebody that never. And we actually, t- I think we talked about this Friday. Mm-hmm. A soul mm-hmm. tie can be formed if they never touched you. That's right. Because I had a friend of mine, a male friend of mine. Never touch me, mm-hmm. but a, a soul tie was created through conversation. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I was like, mm-hmm. "How did this happen?" <laughs> like, <laughs> yes, I rem- I remember the um. What comes to mind is like the legion, the legion of spirits. Um, and I believe it's in Luke. You know, where the legion of spirits went into the animals, and nothing that anybody ever touched them and everything, but a a look, you mm-hmm. know, can be a spirit. Words 
our spirits. That that's what we talked about. And so, you know, when you talk about, you know, the soul ties and and different things like that, you know, like you said, spirits can be passed. And I, I was just talking to somebody earlier today. You know how being in the room, you know, you walk into the presence of somebody, and a spirit of fear can be in the room, and then that spirit of fear falls on you. Mm-hmm. You know, and so we have to be careful who we connect ourselves to or who we, you know, connect our combine ourselves with because you're right those spirits can follow us and it don't even belong to us but again i continue to say that's why we have to abide with the holy spirit and you have to truly know who you are because if you take on that spirit right and you're walking around in fear you know you're like wait a minute where did this fear come on i wasn't afraid before i walked in the door but now this fear is settled in then you will operate in fear and you won't do what the holy spirit is telling you to do but yet you'll continue and you may do or not do what the Holy Spirit is telling you you do. That's why it's so important for you to stay attached to the Holy Spirit so you'll be able to recognize whatever that is. That don't belong to me. I'm a, you know what? I cast that into the sea of hell, the spirit of hell. That is not belong to me. Whoever it is, I give it back to you. I mean, and that goes into a whole nother story about, you know, studying the spirits and different things like that. You know, there are some deep books, you know, recognizing spirits that in even in the Bible recognizing what those spirits are so you are able to pray them off of you because if you don't again you will take on spirits that you have that don't even belong to you that you need to truly make sure the holy spirit washes off of you so that's what i have to say now when you're breaking them off are there specific because is that how do you okay because i don't let me say this because somebody told and this is something else i don't believe in either someone was telling me that um about the sage I don't believe in the sage, like to put the sage through the I think that's a form, and I could be wrong, mm-hmm. but I was thinking that was a form of witchcraft as well. Is exactly. It? And again, anything that's idle, anything that you put before God, anything before you, that you put in spite of the Holy Spirit that tried what all of those tricks and trades and different things like that. To me, anything that you try to replace God's deliverance for, mm-hmm. God say, I'm right here. Jesus said, I'm the way, the truth, the life. The whole, I left the Holy Spirit for you. Anything that you try to put in their place, to me is out of order you just out of order when jesus said i'm right here all you have to do is pray to me Mm -hmm. you know and if you feel like you aren't connected enough then he says take it to the elders in the bible it tells you to take it to the elders and pray and do what it is that god and pray to him anything that you put in the place of god to me is is out of order and god does not ordain that so Mm -hmm. sage crystals Whatever you want to call it. No, I don't need that. I can go to God and I can ask for it. I can number one, repent of whatever it is, you know, because sometimes worry and different things like that. We bring some sicknesses on ourselves, you know, so God, whatever place that, you know, whatever is now, I'm not saying that you should not go to doctors and I'm not saying that you shouldn't go to counselors because God has placed those individuals in your life. Don't get me wrong. I'm not saying that you, we have to use wisdom as well. But the first thing, I do whenever I notice something is happening is I'm going to go to the God to God and I'm going to allow him to tell me what it is that I need to do and do it in that order I'm not going to sage and soothsayers and all of these you know that we know they're idols and they're not of God Mm. yeah someone told me about the sage I'm like okay so back to the soul tie that when you're getting them off you just do are there specific 
prayers or specific scriptures in the Bible that you can go to to get the, the soul ties off. Mm-hmm. And it's actually a process for it. I mean, process. every it's a process for different people because mm-hmm. I've had a soul tie and it took me a couple of years. Mm. Now, I think you're going into an area that I'm not a subject matter expert in, but I will say deliverance. Okay. There is a level of deliverance that yeah. you have to go to go through, whether mm-hmm. it be soul ties, whatever the spirits are, there is deliverance that you have to go through. And I'll say again, that process is truly recognize where you are, who you are, what you did in that situation. You know, that process, being able to bring it to the front, this is truly the issue and being able to admit what that is, mm-hmm. being able to call out what that spirit is and be able to be delivered from it. And some of that deliverance may take fasting and praying as well, mm-hmm. you know, and some people go through a slow process. Some people go through a faster process. Now, I will say, you know, I, I would say the deeper the hurt, the pro- probably the longer it may take. Yeah. But I'll tell you, the older you get, the faster you want be delivered because right, I'm like yes. look at this point in my life baby listen I don't want this thing to linger around because look I'm getting closer to my heavenly call and I ain't got time to play with this right. so Lord I need you to deliver me if I got to fast if I got to pray if I got to stay in my house and get on my floor and uh, you know Lord I'm gonna stay here and I'm gonna pray and I'm gonna you know ask you to deliver me before I leave out this house I believe God can do it because he has done it mm-hmm. you know but sometimes it does take people longer but you're rep- you're you're requesting your prayers God deliver me from this and he will do it Mm, and here's the thing now i'm guilty of this when he delivers you from Mm. something or someone you go back Mm. to what he delivered from because before i know a few years ago before i started going into strong tower there was i can't remember the place but i used to go to i used to go to prayer service and i think we had them on tuesdays and wednesday nights but i remember this one young lady she prayed over me and i remember her saying to me she says something about your feet. Mm-hmm. And she said, your feet will go one way, but then your feet go back mm-hmm. to what God is trying to deliver you from. Mm. So sometimes we cause our own pain because we're going back to what he delivered us from. Yeah. You- and when she starts saying, that, I was like, what? <laughs> I'm like, is she watching me? Because <laughs> I know. <laughs> I have been going some places I need to go. Yes, exactly. <laughs> Again, I, I keep saying, are you connected to the Holy Spirit? Because right. the Holy Spirit will convict you. Right. The Holy Spirit will say, no, don't go there. Right. And the fruits of the Holy Spirit is you obeying that, that mm-hmm. long suffering, that self control. Mm-hmm. That letting go of your flesh, mm-hmm. you know, no, I want to go, but I know I really shouldn't go. Mm-hmm. But then God gives you that freedom of choice, mm-hmm. you know, and that's the wonderful thing about God, because he said, I'm, t- I'm teaching you my word and I'm giving you my word. You have to apply my word. And, uh, you know, I, I, like we say, our faith are, is the credits in heaven. So every time you're able to have that self-control and do what it is that God is telling you to do, listen, like your credit is just being built with God and saying that I can trust you. I see, I can trust you in this situation. I see, I can trust you. And he began to build that confidence in you as well. And he blesses you and he rewards you for that. But whenever you can't have self-control over you, then how you expect other people to respect you? Right. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. This guy, I, I know you're a Christian. I know, but I just need you to come over. And you ain't got control over yourself going back to that familiar place. Now, how you expect for him to respect you? 
You need to have your limits. You need to be able to have your standards and say, you know what, God, no, I love you and I'm going to do this unto you. So, you know what, God, I need you to truly help me if self-control and your flesh is that area, because God wants us to kill our flesh and let everything that you do unto the Lord. Lord, I'm doing this because it honors you. If it doesn't honor you, then you know what? I ain't doing the right thing. And God does not want or expect us to be perfect. Mm-hmm. He just wants us to live on purpose. And he knows we're going to make mistakes. That's why he gives us repentance. Right. That's why he gives us deliverance. But we can't take advantage of that. Absolutely. Because a lot of people say, well, I can repent. God, no, my repent. heart. Yeah. <laughs> well, only God can judge me. Yeah. All the cliches. And that but... is true. And that is true. <laughs> Let me go to some of the comments. Latasha Goodson says, I'm all ears, lady. Thank you so much for stepping on my toes. But at the same time, encouraging me to continue to seek what God has for me and not what I want. That's right. Tina. Woo! <laughs> Kim said, come on. <laughs> and Kim also says repentance, which is which is really good. But a lot of times when we now let me make sure I'm getting the clear definition of repentance. Now, when you repent, that doesn't mean keep doing it and doing it and doing it and doing it. No. When you repent, aren't you supposed to stop immediately and stop going? Because yes. like if you're gonna keep doing that's right. It's not true repentance. That's right. You, whenever you repent, you are saying, you know, number one, I recognize what I did wrong. Father, I apologize for what I did wrong. God, I want you to forgive me for this because it did not honor you. I need to forgive myself for it as well but yet now I've learned this lesson and I no longer want to do that thing anymore you know I, I recognize it was wrong and so now I know I should not do this thing anymore but again it may be something that is going to take a process to get that's why praying and fasting he gives us that so if it's something you know again God does not want to be us to be perfect he wants us to live on purpose and yes God does know your heart and he knows your desire so whenever you go to him you are repenting you're saying I know long i know i did this wrong i was wrong god forgive me i forgive myself i no longer do this thing again and but and then you also don't put yourself in those situations that would you know put you know if you know that alcohol has now become a habit for you Mm -hmm. then you say god i'm sorry and i no longer want to do this you should not put yourself in a situation where you're going to be around alcoholics or alcohol Mm -hmm. you shouldn't right? right you know now what I will also say, because I've, I've had this conversation with my husband and it's something when you get to a point in time, wherever you are strong enough mm-hmm. to handle that area. And if God then trusts you and say, you know what? I need you to speak to this person. And this person is drinking a glass of wine. I'm trusting you enough that if you're in that person's presence, that that no longer bothers you. Right. Right. And, and you're not putting yourself in that situation. So it's a difference, right? It's yeah. a difference. You have to know yourself. You have to know where God has you and don't put yourself in those situations where you're going to backslide and have to repent again. Now that I can testify to because <laughs> I used to be a drinker mm-hmm. and I asked God, I remember when I had my 40th birthday I asked God to deliver me from it mm-hmm. I was like Lord take the taste from my mouth and honestly I can testify to that I could be around people that's drinking and it doesn't bother me right it doesn't fade right <laughs> like, want you want no 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 I'm good <laughs> I'm good that's right you ask for that deliverance and he will yes, give it to you yes. absolutely I could definitely testify yes. to that 
And Constance said, um, you should repent daily, but strongholds need deliverance. deliverance. Oh, that's good. Man. That's yes, good. ma'am. Yes, and ma'am. Tina said, say it loud. <laughs> <laughs> yes, sir. Oh, my God. This has been good to me. That's a whole nother sermon. <laughs> right, girl. There's a whole nother sermon for another day. Now, Amen. this is something else. And this is going to be the last question okay. that I was going to ask you. Okay. What do you do in a situation where you have uh, say you have a. I'm trying to see how I word this. <laughs> say it, girl. Without them, say it. Let me see. How do I word it? Um. Okay, you are the you're the child, and you know how the parent teaches the child, but sometimes the, the parent can learn from the child. Absolutely. But you're the child, and you're a Christian, mm-hmm. and you're telling your parent that you don't agree with their lifestyle. Mm. And basically, their lifestyle is that they are homosexual. Okay. And the, the, the parent, I mean, the, the child is telling the parent that I'm a Christian, and they like, Mom, I don't agree with this because the parent ended up marrying mm-hmm. someone of the same sex mm-hmm. how do you and the parents disown the child mm. and the child is like devastated oh wow and this is actually somebody that i follow on social media mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. The, the 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 parent just haven't even talked to the child in years mm-hmm. because you don't now it's the thing you can love people but not love their sin absolutely But the parent totally cut the child off. Mm -hmm. Um, I think a little more, I I would ask a question around the parent's beliefs. If the parent was a Christian or whatever, that that would be if I was if I was talking to this person, Mm -hmm. I would try to ask that question before I would answer. Um, Because if the parent was a Christian and Christian beliefs, then not that it would make it different what I'm going to say for the child, Mm -hmm. but you know, now that the child is a Christian and you know, the child isn't wrong as long as what the child did, you still have to honor and you still have to love your parent. But whenever you went to your parent, did you do it in love? Right. Because, you know, with love and kindness, I have drawn thee. So did you do it in love? Did you do it in this? Did you pray and you ask the Holy Spirit? What should I say? When should I say? How should I say? I still have to honor you because you're my mother. And that's what the Bible tells me. But, you know, and I know it's wrong, but I need to tell you this in love. And just like you said, you hate the sin and not the sinner. You know, you hate the behavior. You don't like the behavior, but you don't hate the person and you take the face away from the spent sin. And so I wonder what that individual or that parent went through that got them even to that point. Right. Right. And I think, you know, I feel again, this is where God tries to elevate us to a different level is I can still love on you. I can still love on you in spite of the sin, because just like prophet said, we got to take the we got to take the face away from the sin. Right. You know, and if she is a Christian, she still might as she is your mother. She's your sister in Christ. All right. She, father, that's your you know father in Christ. Right. So God is telling me that I got to love you regardless. Right. And even in the mother or whoever turning away from the child, because that child is in Christ, they still got to love them regardless. But God may also have an assignment on that child's life that said, you know what? Right now, I got to separate you. Let me give you. Oh, Lord, have mercy. When we talked about a a testimony of mine, you know, 
oh, let me be free. Let me be free. <laughs> <laughs> um, and so I, I learned, um, I, when be free, Tanya, do not be free. Amen. <laughs> um, I left Florence whenever I was 18 years old. My mom actually passed away when I was 13. Um, and so I left Florence. I said I wasn't never coming back. And don't we all say that? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, and I ended up coming back. And whenever I began to truly know Christ, I realized why God took me away from the environment that I was in because I learned some things about my family. Had I had stayed, those spirits would have been invested in me. So I thank God for taking me to where he took me to keep me from what it is the spirits that I came back and learned some things that I learned that went on while I was away. I was like, wow. And if I was here, I would have been engulfed in that. Sometimes God will disconnect you from things to protect you. Mm. And so for this child, again, even though it hurts, your assignment now as a Christian is to honor God in everything you do. So doesn't matter who has identifies me with or separate me from mama, daddy, sister, cousin, whatever the case may be. But it's my responsibility to still love. And I believe that God will bring an opportunity for that to come back together. And that child has to be ready for that but right now that God is building character in that person do not find it strange the fiery trials that we, we go through because it does not compare to the glory that shall be revealed and that child has to stay constant it has to stay in the Holy Spirit continue to show the Holy Spirit and that child may win that mother back because trust me that mama looking that father looking, whoever it may be, they're looking. They ain't going to totally disconnect. You know, they may not talk to them or whatever, but they getting stories. They're hearing. If that child is letting their light shine, they're getting it. And God will bring that back together. So tell her to continue doing what it is that she's supposed to do and honoring God. God will take care of that. And she still got to love her regardless. When she brings it back, be ready for the conversation and have the conversation in love. That's a mic drop moment. <laughs> oh my God. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Kimberly mm-hmm. said, that's good. Mm-hmm. It was. Mm-hmm. Love conquers all. That's right. You know how powerful that was? Love. And that's what Jesus tells us. <sighs> he calls us his friends and he tells us to love. We want to love who we want to love. Right, right. We don't want to love who God wants. And God said, I want you to love your enemies. Mm-hmm. He said, how can you love a man that you never seen and mm-hmm. you can't even love your brother? You know, and so, yes, we hate the sin. We don't like the sin. We don't like it. But the individual, they're still a child of God, especially Mm -hmm. if they profess that they believe Christ. They're still a child of God. Now, yes, I need to tell you that you're wrong. If you're wrong, you're wrong. But I need to do it in love because you're not going to come to me and try. Because, again, we talked about that spirit, right? right? You bring a spirit up in here and then now this spirit trying to attack me. Mm -hmm. No, no, no. Enemy, I'm going to let you know I don't like you. I'm going to call you out. And you know what? You aren't going to have any part of me, but I still love that individual no matter what. Mm. And I can honestly say that I'm in that place, that space where I can, you can do me wrong. Mm. You can do whatever. And I'm going to, I'm going to love, I'm still going to love on you Mm -hmm. and grant, like I was saying on Friday, grant you grace. Mm -hmm. And I'm, I'm to the point where I can pray now. I now (laughs) in my twenties, let me tell you something. I'm in my 40s now, but let me tell you something. In my 20s, girl, 
if you do something to me, listen, I may not get you today. Listen. I may not get you tomorrow, but I'm gonna get you. Listen, listen, <laughs> listen, honey, Tanya Williams. <laughs> Tanya Williams was a fighter back in the day. Listen, you can say what you want, baby. Listen, <laughs> you ain't going to come out your mouth to me any kind of way because, listen, I'm going to hurt you and your mama feelings. You better stop playing with me. The Holy Spirit had to work on this right here. Let me tell you. Listen, but I just thank God. I thank God, you know, yeah. that he has truly brought us. And, you know, when we learn those things, man, it's so important. And we share those testimonies. And so that's why I don't get mad at my kids because, you know, my daughter, just like me, times 10 when I was 25. Ooh. And I'd be like, Lord <laughs> Jesus, oh, Father, oh. But I can give her grace because I see me. Yeah, I see me. So, yeah. you know, I'm like, okay, God, how do I, how do I be a role model for her now? Mm -hmm. Let her, you know, she's in her youth and everything. And it's my responsibility to guide her as a Christian woman and tell her those things. But I can't control her because I know where I came from, yeah. you know, and you continue to love and allow the Holy Spirit to do what it needs to do. And then you will see the progress. So you got to sometimes just take your hands off on it and love the person in spite of the spirit. And then also being able to help that person to deal with whatever spirit, because you don't know what that person been through. Yeah. You know, sometimes from what I understand, sometimes homosexuals become homosexuals as a defense mechanism because they done been hurt so much by the opposite sex. Yeah. But you know what? You need to be delivered from that. Mm -hmm. You need to be able to deal with that because they don't want to deal with it no more. Right. I'm not dealing with this anymore. I'm going here because this make me feel good again you sin it so but how do i tell you that as a christian and i all i do is introduce jesus to you because you're trying to get a fake feeling i'm trying to get the true vine right. he said i am the true vine i am the truth i will give i'll give you joy that you never experience. and right. when you experience that joy you don't want the fake stuff mm. Mm -mm. <laughs> this has been good to me. <laughs> Listen, we can go another thirty for a minute, yes, but I ain't gonna hold you up. But this, yes, this has been good to me. Yes. But um, the other thing too that I wanted to mention. Let me let's see what Constant says. Constant, says, oh, that was I read uh -huh. that. No, I thought I thought I missed it. <laughs> but sometimes dealing with um difficult people sometimes Ooh. will test. Your gangster. Mm -hmm. And sometimes you have your moments mm -hmm. where you love God and you try to grant people grace, but you're going to have the moments. Mm -hmm. People keep pushing you. Because mm -hmm. I know I had one of those moments. Kept <laughs> <laughs> pushing my buttons. Next thing I know, I just snap. And I mm -hmm. had to repent. So, <laughs> if you would go back to that day, though, was it really the person that was pushing your buttons? What happened before that? What spirit were you in before that person started pushing your buttons? And the reason why I say that is I can say for me, whenever I get up in the morning and I thank God for waking me up and I go into a worship and I truly connect with Jesus, my days go a lot better than whenever I just get up, go to the bathroom and start working. What I do on a daily basis, I, my days start at 5 a.m. Mm -hmm. I do worship at mm -hmm. 5 o'clock. And I was fine before I talked to this person. Mm -hmm. I was fine. But they kept saying, they said this, then they said that. And I was just trying to hold my tongue. Mm -hmm. 
But everything they said came in their mouth was just nasty. And mm-hmm. it kept getting nastier. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I'm hold my tongue. But they said one other thing. Mm-hmm. And it just took me over the edge. Was that a trigger? It was. It was a trigger. Exactly. So you need to be able to know your triggers. And of course, the enemy is going to try you with that. What does the Bible tell us? He's be be slow to speak, Mm -hmm. be slow to wrath, Mm -hmm. you know, and quick to listen. So the enemy already knew that he was trying you. The enemy wanted to do that. He Mm -hmm. wanted to try you. He wanted to bring you out of character. And guess what? You let him win. (laughs) <laughs> you did exactly what the enemy wanted. I you know, you, you got exactly. It was like, okay, I, yeah, I failed that test. You know, when the Bible tells us, be slow to speak, slow to wrath, you know, quick to listen. So in those moments where you know you're being tried, be quiet. Do the exact opposite that the enemy is trying to get you to do. Be quiet. Just shut it down. And say, you know what? What's going on? What is triggering me right now? Why am I having this reaction? A lot of times now I'll be like, why I got mad? Why did I get mad at that? Is there some type of jealousy in me that I got mad because that person said that? I do a lot of self-evaluating now right now because at this point in my life, I'm tired of being angry. That right there, I truly want to experience joy. I'm tired of being upset, mad, and all of that. And also knowing that stress causes a lot of the diseases, diseases that are going on today. We say cancer. We don't know what caused cancer. Stress, all of this stuff. So God, I'm going to live a stress-free life. You know, and how am I going to live a stress-free life by being connected with you? I'm going to self-evaluate, God, what's going on inside of me? What it is, what is it that you're trying to maybe reveal to me mm-hmm. that may be a weak point in my area? And I'm going to let you work on that. And I'm going to say that I don't listen. I, my husband, Jesus. <laughs> I be failing tests, y'all. I be failing. I be failing. But God bring me back. God be bringing me back saying, this is what the C-Day, C-Day. So, so literally, you know, you learn. And whenever you learn better, you do better. So in those moments where you know the enemy is trying you, do the direct opposite and say, what do I need to learn out of this? Why is this really bothering me? What's really going inside on inside of me that this is you know, bringing out anger because anger is not a fruit of the spirit. Love, joy, happiness, meekness, kindness, long suffering is. So what am I connected to? Right. Right. And I tell people all the time, it's very important that you protect your eye gates, your ear gates and the environments that you're around. What you're saying, what type of words are you speaking? What type of words are you speaking? Are you speaking positive things? Because those words hit the air. Yes. And people be listening when you think they're not. And this is another thing that I like to. And I think I may have said this before. People, a lot of people. Do not know how to move in silence. Mm. They feel like they got to post everything on social media. Attention. And then when you post it, what you have to understand when you put it, when you put it out there, the enemy knows exactly what to attack. Mm -hmm. Especially when you're posting something and you are in your feelings or whatever. People know what, and you don't know. There's some people that may be praying for you to go through what Mm -hmm. you're going through. And the attention that they're seeking is attention. It's, <laughs> you know, and and I face uh, from my understanding what these platforms started out as is, you know, what this is going to be a way that we socialize. We don't have to be in people's presence, but we socialize with our friends. Mm-hmm. We share things with our friends. Mm-hmm. Well, we 
quickly understood and realized that everybody that say they friend they are your friend are not really your friends right. now you got facebook friends you got facebook frenemies you got facebook you got people that don't even know me right. <laughs> because right. you know they're trying to build their client base and stuff like that so now you know this whole social media platform has put your life on display right. for not only your friends but your enemies but anybody else that wants to see it employers that are looking for things and different right. things like that so you need to be mindful and again i say everything that you do you do it unto the lord i'm not gonna post anything on my page that does not honor god why would you do that why you know if it yeah. doesn't honor god you're you're right you're putting it out in the atmosphere and it's gonna be attacked it's going to be attacked right. and people feel like they can share their opinions about everything. Right. So I'm not going to post anything on Facebook or any other platform that I don't want your opinion of. Right. 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 If I got a if I got a new house and I don't want your opinion on my house, I'm not going to post that. But people post it and somebody say they see that road crawling up your yard and you your wall. And you yeah. get mad. You see that? Yeah. Like, and you get <laughs> <laughs> why you know what i'm saying yeah. why are you gonna do that and i just don't understand why people do that but it's attention it's the attention that people it's that attention spirit you want yeah. attention and you know that it's just it's just crazy to me i, I don't know why people do that but wow. Ooh, <laughs> let me go and look constant kimberly says attention seekers mm -hmm. right mm -hmm. and kimberly laughing yes. but tanya this has been good to me it has been wonderful Ooh, lord been jesus wonderful. <laughs> you I gotta you gotta come we got we gotta do a, a part listen, two or something. <laughs> listen i know we didn't stay on the topic of balancing but i hopefully i gave some fruit there no around, you gave a lot you of know, fruit with balancing between family work and you know your ministry the main thing that i wanted to say like that you know really ministry it, it the world is your platform mm -hmm. right and some people don't want to work in the ministry because they feel like they want to have a platform or you know even again if you're working in the church stay connected to the holy spirit to know you know and make sure that you're doing god work and not good work that's what pastor teaches us so make sure everything that you're doing you're not just doing it to do it you're doing it to honor god and you do that in your family and do that at work and if you do that everything else falls into place and if you get to a point where you are weary take a break take self-care and allow God to give you that rest, but then get right back in the fight because God has an assignment and he's anointed you for certain areas. And if you stay connected to him, he's not going to lead you wrong. Mm. Stay connected. Stay connected. Woo, that word yesterday. <laughs> stay connected. I'm telling y'all, if y'all missed it, y'all missed a good word. And hey. actually, you can go, you can go back on Strong Tower page, you can watch the replay. Cause that message, stay connected, was was awesome yesterday. Anytime, hey. anytime you anytime you speak, whether it be Bible study or on Sunday morning, you bring it. Amen. You bring the word. Amen. Oh my God. Thank I'm so I'm blessed. Much. And even in, and we even even in the, when you sing. Amen. You even minister us before you open your mouth to sing. Amen. I'm like, Lord, have mercy. Amen. Amen. So, I'm, like I said, we haven't been here. I'm, I'm in uh, constant say, yes, it was. She was talking about the word. The word was good yesterday. Yes, it was. Amen. But thank you so much for coming on. You're welcome. You it gotta come back. Wonderful. 
I now that I've experienced it, <laughs> you got it now. I, I got it now. I, I, I was a little nervous of what this was going to be, but I truly hope. And my prayer was that something was said to bless someone because, again, it, I was, it's our responsibility to plant seeds. And so I thank God for the opportunity just to be oh, well, here. Calling you and I hope something was said that blessed someone's soul. So, oh, amen. it was. And I'm, like I said, I'm be calling you back again. Amen. Let me see what else Constance says. And she says she can sing. See, Constance, I'm not going to put her on the spot like I did Toya. Because, see, I had to literally beg Toya to sing. I ain't singing. But then I did. I did. I don't know what I did. But when I was speaking, um, God gave Toya a song. So she sung. So, I mean, if you want to sing, you can. But I ain't going to put you. I put Toya on the spot. So if you want to sing. I actually came prepared because I said she's going to do that. I said, Lord, let me get my heart right because I know she's probably going to do that. So I'll just sing a little bit. I, I done told y'all I'm loud. So okay. I'll back up a little bit and I'm going to sing just a little bit of this. So okay. and this is a song that I sung yesterday. Okay. Lord, I'm available to you. My will I give to you. I'll do what you say. Do use me, Lord, to show someone the way and enable me to say my storage is empty and I am available to you. Oh <laughs> Jesus! <laughs> like Miss Tina say, <laughs> okay. Oh Jesus, that was beautiful. Amen. Kim say, same time. <laughs> yes, this song. Yes, that's my that's my testimony right now. God, I'm available. Oh my God, and He's definitely my storage using is his. empty. <laughs> he is definitely using you. She Amen. said, Kim said, glory. Amen. Oh, my God. You have a beautiful voice. That's something I wish I could do, but I cannot. Constance said, bless the studio. <laughs> <laughs> and that she did. Listen, Constance, and did. <laughs> and did. <laughs> but Amen. thank you once again You're for coming. I am thank actually going to be calling on you again. Amen. So, you I'm know, just, just be ready. I'm I'm a, now, this week, I will say, kind of put you on the spot but you was ready amen listen. like within like i i just asked you what, what two days ago yes and, I, and she and she said yes y'all i was like amen that wasn't but nobody but god nobody but the, <laughs> let me tell you something because the old time you would be like nope nah listen but you know what being a minister the body we it is said that you have to be ye always ready, right? Right, right? And I'm a new minister in faith, and I'm hungry for Christ right now. And I said, you know what, God, if you give me the opportunity, I'll tell it wherever I go because the world is my platform. So whatever platform you give me, God, I'm going to make sure that I'm ready. And I am going to only say what you tell me to say and do what you tell me to do. So this has been a wonderful opportunity and I thank God for it. And you bless me all over again. I say you've been blessing me all week. <laughs> been blessing me all week. And Marvin talking about yo. <laughs> hey Marvin, what's up? <laughs> Marvin, you're gonna have to watch the replay. Watch the replay. You just coming in. Amen. But thank you once again. And like I said, I'm gonna be calling on you. And um, and you know what? When say your business again, the okay. the teacher business, because like I said, there there are people that I just talked yeah. to. 
um, last night that may need like to say they want to reach out to you if they want to reach out to you right. to get a t-shirt made because you know they have birthdays anniversary right. any any occasion really right if anyone wants to reach out to you in regards right. that can they reach you out to social media yeah it's tanya veil my page is tanya veil um the t-shirt design is veil customer de- custom designs it's actually i would say a subsidiary of my daughter's business um okay. envy experience okay and so she has like i said the building and everything she rents the bounce houses tables and chairs and the you know party event and so if somebody wants some decorations they can go through her and usually if they want t-shirts they go through you know say hey i want some t-shirts they sometimes come directly to me but sometimes they come through her so you know either way with envy experience or veil custom design or just basically listen up tanya veil okay they'll Mm -hmm. get either way they're gonna get it done yes they're gonna get it done in a timely manner (laughs) and it's quality that's what i said i love um i probably the award wear out my um strong tower shirt <laughs> but it still looks brand yes. new the quality of the shirts is really good and that's the important thing i like for people to get the orders in a timely manner mm-hmm. because again that's part of my ministry and as i say the world is a platform i pray over each one of those t-shirts wow. every one of those t-shirts i pray and ask god you know to bless the individual and that that t-shirts whenever they're all i ask that you be happy right don't send me no picture of you wearing my t-shirt and you mad Just, i don't want to see it i'm not gonna post <laughs> It, don't whatever all i want is people to truly be happy and so right. i pray over those t-shirts before i give them to you so yeah. i just ask people that's why i don't like to rush yeah. when people say oh i need a t-shirt in a day you probably yeah no that yeah. probably ain't what i'm gonna do okay you know because especially with designing and different things like that i usually take a time i design it make sure it's good for you um and then we talk over it and then i'm gonna take my time to make sure that it is quality yeah. you know i don't like people to wear shirts and it three washes is done yeah no i've had my Myself and other people tell me they've worn my shirts for two years, you know, and everything is still good. Right. Um, and I truly believe, truly believe that's the quality of T-shirts, you know, that I choose. It's the work that goes to it, and it's the prayer. So absolutely, prayer com- covers a multitude of things. Amen. So amen. amen to that. Amen. Well, thank you guys for watching. <laughs> and if you if you guys miss this podcast, trust me, watch the replay. It's definitely going to bless you. Yes, we got off topic a little bit because yeah. I, I told I told Tanya I was going to ask her some questions. You know, because people sent me some questions over the weekend. I'm like, I'm not a minister, so I want to get her point of view coming from a minister, biblical perspective, mm-hmm. because I wasn't able to thoroughly answer that question. So I did throw off a little bit. You know, got off topic a little bit. I wanted to. <laughs> person because i I told them to make sure they're watching and i told them i would ask specifically ask mm-hmm. you because they sent those questions to me like saturday sunday morning something like that hey. and i said would ask you since i had a minister coming on so i was Amen. you know i'm pretty sure they're gonna be texting me probably got a text waiting my own to answer my <laughs> question so i want to thank you guys for watching and of course all my loyal viewers thank you so i got a shout out to miss rg miss rg watches faithfully oh every goodness, week so, yes. Yes. so i got a shout out to Miss RG Goodson, she love tells me her. every week, like Wednesday, she'd be like, Oh, I watch She's yes. fake. She watches literally every week. Oh, wow. So I gotta show love to Miss yes. RG Goodson. She's yes. one of my loyal um and faithful viewers. So yes. thank you so much, Miss RG. But you guys, like I said, if you did if you missed the beginning, make sure you watch the replay. Make sure you um like and subscribe to the Keep the Faith. Uh, yes. podcast page and if you yourself would like to be a guest on the keep the faith keep the faith uh podcast you can contact me at 843-920-8124 that's 843-920-8124 you can email me at faith is necessary 
faithisnecessary.com. Did I say that right? Yeah, faith is necessary. <laughs> no, faith is necessary at gmail.com. Faith is necessary at gmail.com is where you can email me. So I look forward to hearing from you. And even if you don't want to be a guest, you can also give me topic suggestions as well. I'm open to that as well. So once again, and I always say that, um, and I'm actually frozen, but I always say, <laughs> yeah, you, <laughs> I got frozen, but I always say at the end of the podcast, you may bend, but you won't break. So hey. always remember in all things, keep the faith. And since I'm frozen, that's my cue to go. <laughs> all right, you guys, thank you so much for watching. You have a great evening. Amen. <laughs> I got.